0: Welcome to the Empowered Life Podcast. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring message to give you the tools necessary to eliminate limiting beliefs and step into the empowered and purpose-driven life you are meant to live. Here's the host, serial entrepreneur, lifestyle strategist, your coach, Jason Linford. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empowered Life Podcast. I want to share with you guys today some profound truths that I think if can be applied we can gain new eyes to see the world in a little different way especially as we are today with all of the you know the controversy and the, the problems that we see around the world if we could see through these kind of eyes i think it would help us to gain perspective about the plight of other people and actually come not that it will do away with conflict but it will help us come to the place of highest potential. We can be in a place where we can actually make the best choices instead of the ones that are reactionary and ones that come out of habit, that we're conditioned to make. So the other day I was driving down the road and I got talking to my daughter. She's nine years old and she was asking me about certain events in history. she was at, We were just at Barnes & Noble and she was asking me about Hitler. She goes, why is there such a big deal about Hitler? Why all this stuff about Hitler? Now, she's only in fourth grade, so she hasn't gone through world history yet. She hasn't learned about um, Nazi Germany and, and Hitler yet. So I was explaining to her, kind of giving her the cliff notes of, of what um, Hitler, who Hitler was and what that was all about. And She went on to ask me if there are still bad people in the world like that today. And this went right in line with one of the chapters in my book, The Generosity Experiment, that I have been working on. And so we had an interesting conversation, and I just want to share with you a little bit about how it unfolded. So the question is, Good people versus bad people. So the first question I asked her, and I want to ask you the same thing, is does God make mistakes? Does he make any bad people? And after we had a little discussion and we got around to it, the answer was no. He doesn't make mistakes, and he doesn't make bad people. So I want to reiterate two underlying principles that exists that will help you give a framework for the rest of this conversation that I want to have with you today. One is that we are to be grateful for everything. One time I was in a, a class and I asked a group of men, what should we be grateful for? And, you know, after naming a couple of the low-hanging fruit items like your family and your, you know, freedom and all this kind of stuff, somebody raised their hand and said, i Pretty sure we should be grateful for everything. And it took a little while to to actually wrap your mind around what that truly meant. Is everything means everything. The good, the bad, the ugly, right? So that's one thing. Grateful for everything. And then the other underlying principle is that all things are for our good. Now, if you believe in God, and you believe in a loving, compassionate, merciful God then you would also agree that it doesn't make sense for God to allow something to happen that wouldn't be good for you. He might allow unpleasant things to happen. He might allow things that you don't necessarily have in your list of things that make you happy list. But he would not allow something to happen to you that was not for your good. So all things work together to conspire for your ultimate good. Now, that plays into where I'm going to go next. So, even bad choices or choices that take us away from happiness are good. And so, there becomes no such thing as a bad choice. Right. There's no such thing as a good choice and a bad choice. All choices are good and they all are for a purpose and they're all designed for our best interest. And so because a lot of times what happens is we like to define good people, and bad people by the choices that we make. And if we make enough bad choices, then somebody becomes bad. Or if we make enough of the right bad choices, or the severity of the bad choices that we make, then we become bad. Or if we make enough good choices, or if the the intensity or the severity of our good choice is enough, then we become good. And when we attach good and bad to choices, that indicates that they're not for our good. And all things are for our good. That means the choices and the consequences are for our good. Everything. So there are no good choices, or there are no bad choices. They are all good. Now, the goal, God has one goal for us in life. One overarching, ultimate goal. And I was actually surprised how fast my nine-year-old daughter came to the conclusion of this answer. But if I was to ask you, what is that one goal? What is the one goal to have? Is it to create the most obedient of children? Is it to create the most religious person? What is the ultimate goal of God on this earth? What is his plan? What does he want for us? Overarching. Well, the answer that my daughter came to and the answer that I was looking for, that I believe is the answer that God wants for all of us is happiness. That's what he wants. He wants us to get to happy. That's the destination. And everything else is a tool to get to that end. So commandments, rules, um, guidelines, scriptures, church, religion, different ordinances, different acts, different confessions, all things are to get us to happiness. That's the ultimate goal is to get our, to, his ultimate goal is to get his children, us, you and I, to happiness. And so, if all things are for our good, there are no such thing as a bad choice, and his ultimate goal is happiness for us, then when we make a choice that takes us away from happiness, that is something that we don't want. That's not a pleasant thing for us. We tend to call that bad, but is it really truly bad? What happens is when we choose a, something that takes us away from happiness. In between that choice and happiness, there is feedback. There's a result and there's feedback. It's our life saying, hey, this doesn't work for you. This, does not, this is not the correct recipe for you for happiness. So adjust and make your life in line with whatever it is that's going to make you happy. And that's a true north that God has set. That's why we have things like commandments and things like rules and regulations, is because we know that those things have been given to us that are for our ultimate happiness. But it's not obedience; is not his end goal. His end goal is to to raise a happy person. Often times in the in early. Um, the early Roman, during the Roman Empire, early on in the Roman Empire, they used archery quite a bit. And the actual original name for sin is not the bad thing that we look at it today as this thing that offends God and is is something that is horrible and terrible. Basically, an archer would, would aim obviously at a target, and he would try to hit bullseye. And when he would miss bullseye, they would call that sinning. It's spelled S-Y-N as the syntax. And that's what sinning was. It was just missing the mark. Now, that archer, just because he sinned, did not become bad. In fact, some of the best archers miss. They sinned. And in order for them to become a better archer... What they would do is they would take into account the feedback from their last attempt and then they would apply it to their next attempt. So whether the wind was blowing, whether they tilted their elbow up or tilted their elbow down, the way they released, how they were holding their bow, what they were looking at when they were aiming, all of these things would figure into their feedback and then they would shoot again. And if they sinned again, they would do it again. And then if they hit the bullseye, they would again, they would re Recalibrate, they would learn from what they did right, and then they would shoot again. And that's how somebody gets better and better at living life. And archery is the same thing. Because here's the thing we were designed to sin, we were designed to mess up, we were designed to make mistakes. That is the design of our existence. It's not to be perfect. And so when we hold ourselves to a perfect standard, we fall short and we feel like we are, quote unquote, bad. And so there's this whole idea that there's, so I just want to go over again. There's, there's no, there's only good people. There's no bad choices. There's only good choices. And then the, in order to level up and be, and be better at life is to learn from the choices that take us away from being happy. Each one of those choices provides an opportunity to learn, whether it's we hit the target or we sin. They're both designed to learn from, to be able to learn and give us feedback. Now, if we choose not to learn, the distance The way we cover the distance between our sin and happiness is by learning. And the only way that we can truly learn from a person, mistakes, um, sins, whatever they be, the only way we can truly learn from them is if we accept them and are grateful for them. Have you ever had a, you know, you've been sitting and maybe in class and there's just a professor or a teacher that you just don't respect and you don't like and you think they're horrible. Your learning experience is going to be a lot worse from somebody you don't respect, you don't like or love and you detest and you don't like and you wish wasn't there. That's going to be hard to learn from that professor. And so the learning that comes out of that classroom or that opportunity is going to be less and it's going to be hampered and it's not going to put you in a place of your highest potential. The only way that we can truly get to that place where we're learning what we need to learn from our sins, from our missing, the target, is if we appreciate, respect, and are grateful for the opportunity to learn. Because the the idea is the more we learn from our sins, from our missteps and our mistakes, the longer we can stay on that line of happiness. And then the longer we stay on that line of happiness and, and the more sins and mistakes that we learn from, the shorter our time away from happiness is going to be. We learn to make corrections quicker and we stay on the happiness path Longer the more we learn and make mistakes. We learn what we do right and we learn what doesn't make us happy. It's all feedback. It's just like, you know, when you go into the doctor and you're getting feedback from symptoms of your body, that's how the doctor tells how to fix what's wrong. And that's the same thing that our life does and what choices are designed to give us. That's why we've been given agency as people. We haven't been forced to make any choices. God saw fit that He wanted to give us choices to make those mistakes so that we could have this little experiment of learning and growing and getting feedback and improving and leveling up our lives to the point where we can experience happiness all of the time. I think that's what happens as we compare ourselves to perfect and so we fall into this This idea that certain things are less perfect than others and so therefore things, some things are worse than others and some people are more bad than other people because we want there to be some correlation to our bad acts. But remember, all things are for our good and we should be grateful for everything. That means even our choices that we may have called before this podcast bad. But we need to be grateful for even for our choices that take us away from happiness because that is giving us the lesson on how to stay happy longer. One quick analogy in closing I wanna give to you guys is that of a battery. So if you look at a battery, if you have one close by, you can pick it up and you can look at it and you look on either end of that battery and you'll see a positive charge on one side and a negative charge on the other. Now, if I was to ask you which part of that battery do you not need, you would probably respond with something like, you need all of it. They're both necessary to give power to the whatever it is that you're trying to give power to. You need the negative charge and you need the positive charge. And what happens in a battery when... It actually gives a current off is when you stick a battery in something and then you flip the the switch what happens is there's a chemical reaction between the negative charge and the positive charge in the middle of that battery that these two charges interact to each other and the difference in the energy between that interaction is what produces the power to fill the current and and give empower whatever it is that you're trying to turn on. Now, a battery can sit dormant for a long time with the negative charge on one side and the positive charge on the other. And until that reaction takes place in the middle, nothing can be empowered by it. In fact, you've seen batteries sometimes sitting in in something and they, they sit there for long enough and what will happen is that negative side will actually start to corrode. And it will erupt and explode right out of the battery and gets this nasty, all messy, and it becomes useless. And so the way, the reason I share this new learning about a battery, at least for me, I didn't know some of this, is because our lives are very much similar. We're going to have negative experiences or hard things happen. We're going to have positive things happen. And that middle that middle reaction that happens in order to give power to whatever it is we're attaching our battery to, in order that chemical reaction is like the learning that takes place. It's the gratitude that takes place. It's the understanding that takes place. And until we are grateful and we learn from that interaction that happens, we can't find power in the negative things that happen in our lives. But just as in a battery, that negative part, that negative charge is an essential part of that interaction in order for us to produce power. Well, our lives are the same way. If we want to empower our own life and find knowledge and education in the negative things, we have to learn to, number one, appreciate it. Number two, we have to learn how to learn from those things. Because until we do... Our life won't be empowered by our experiences. And that's the whole point is to get feedback, level up and live better and better as we progress. And the downside of that is, is just like in a battery, if we harbor the negative and we don't learn from it and we don't, we don't show gratitude from it to let the energy out, that potential energy soon will eat us away from the inside and we become ungrateful, entitled, and we look for reasons to be miserable in our lives. And that's what happens when we don't utilize the power that we have, the potential energy that we have in that interaction of being grateful for the things that we go through and learning from them. When we don't harness that power, it corrodes and it becomes toxic and it hurts our lives and it makes it so We can't not only learn from it, but it corrodes all of the experience. It corrodes the thing that we're trying to empower, which in this case is our life. Thanks for listening. If you guys enjoyed this, I would love you to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. The more I get of those good reviews and and rates and stuff, the higher we get on there and the more opportunity others have to hear this message. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate it. I sincerely appreciate your time and taken out to listen to these episodes. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Life podcast. podcast. Feeling inspired and want more of Jason? Be sure to visit jasonlinford.com or come say hi on Facebook at Coach Jason.